Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese My Podcast. And it's another end of month cheese mess session with my girl Ellie. We only have like hey. the next cheese mess session is legit the end of the year. It's crazy. This year has flown, flown by. by. <laughs> How? It's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, there's going to be a lot to cover. I think personally and just chisme wise, just generally for the end of the year. But mm-hmm. how was your Thanksgiving, Ellie? How was how was your holidays? Yeah, it was great. Lovely. Yeah. Did two Friendsgivings, attended two Friendsgiving, I should say. And then Thanksgiving Day was just a chill day, couch potato life. It was perfect. Okay, let me just tell you. Friday, I don't think I I mean, besides Antonio, but he went golfing on Wednesday. Now he has a um, pinched nerve in his back. So he hasn't been able oh, to do it. No. And he's just been going to work. So he's literally been lying down until he has to get up and get ready to work. I just don't bug him when he's doing that. Like I'm letting him kind of just relax and stuff. So we haven't talked a lot, a lot because he gets up. We just have mm-hmm. a quick call. So Friday, I talked to my mom for a few minutes. And then I didn't talk to anybody else. And it was magnificent (laughs) not even the dogs besides the dogs besides the dog no because you know it's just one of those things where we so this is just so crazy how everything worked out okay first of all let's start with our wines so and then we'll get into just everything right look at my huge glass oh what do you drink it today It's just rosé. It's called Yesway Rosé. You know, I have to have, I'm the only person that drinks here and I don't even drink that much. So now I've been getting like cute canned wines, little cocktails. So that's what I do sometimes if I feel like having a little treat. So Para Wines, right? Latino-owned wine. Mm-hmm. Sam Para has been a part of the podcast. They actually have canned wines now. Oh, that's what I need. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can support the Latinos. But I'm not actually, I'm having a Beaujolais that I got from Trader Joe's. Nice. And it's a Georges, du, I don't know how to say all this. It's a Beaujolais, <laughs> 2023 Beaujolais. My thing is what I tell people about Beaujolais is Beaujolais is even lighter than Pinot Noir. So oh, wow. if you're kind of tiptoeing into red wines, Beaujolais is a really good wine to start with. 
I think even better than Pinot Noir just because it is a little bit lighter. So if people are not sure, try Beaujolais, you know? Okay. Let me know what you think. So here's my big glass because I poured myself a big glass. And here's the (laughs) bottle. So if anybody, if you're watching it on YouTube, YouTube. I should probably talk about that, huh? So salud. Mm -hmm. Salud. As you're already drinking your wine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I toasted you. Mm. We're officially on YouTube. (laughs) And I have so many episodes that I still need to get up. So I will be getting them up. The biggest thing is just doing it right. Like making sure the cool thing is, is it doesn't have to exactly match what we do on audio. The other thing is like I can put them in different orders. So it doesn't have to actually be in the same exact order. So there's some mm-hmm. that have were last year that have been put up. I mean, I'm only about six episodes in, so I'll get more up. But look up the Wine and Cheese My Podcast on YouTube. If you're somebody who would subscribe, yeah, subscribe, please. But I think the other thing is there's a lot of people who just aren't a big audio person. And if you are listening to if you've been listening to the audio, I appreciate it so, so much. Truly, truly, I do. And actually, I complete, if you do listen to audio and want us to listen to audio, please do that because, you know, this all goes towards, and I'm going to be super honest because I don't think we've ever talked about this before. And I don't even know how many podcasters actually talk about this in mm-hmm. regards to downloads and what that means. And especially myself, who has made the shift to do this and the events full time. Every download counts, every listen counts, every share counts. So if you are like, I love this podcast and I know somebody else would love it, please share it. Please advise. Like it doesn't cost you anything, right? Unless I'm going to be, I'm working on some things and actually I need to tell you, Ellie, but we'll talk about that later until it's ready. (laughs) Me and you will talk about it offline. But the, the whole thing is, is it doesn't cost money to listen to the podcast. It doesn't cost money to watch it on YouTube, but it helps me tremendously. It helps the the statistics and it helps if we want sponsors, like all of that helps. I know I've really never talked about it before, but I'm asking you guys now, like let's go into 2024, like gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. So um, I was going to say, I actually do love putting podcasts that have video on YouTube on my TV. I stream it on my TV and I'll do stuff like errands around the house and I'll just watch them there if they have like a video podcast. I think that's really fun. So if anyone hasn't done that before, I love doing that because I'm like, oh, I get to support people. I get to watch them, you know, or, or listen have to them. Have you watched in your a way episode of- yet? Have you watched <laughs> No, anything? I would never watch my own episodes. Oh my God, no. I can't. Wait, let me but tell you. It I is. just love putting it is. Wait, because I actually have to watch it because I'm the one editing of course, the video. Yeah. yeah so I of have course. to watch it. And I listen to it when I get it back from the editor because I have to make yeah. sure like everything. And at first I hated listening to myself. Yeah, I hated listening to my voice. I was just like you know, and, and now I think I'm just used to it. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to listen to that episode because I don't listen to it in 
I don't the moment in the moment, obviously. And then even when I'm kind of listening to it back, I don't always listen to it with that as a listener, right? Right. But then sometimes I'll go back and go, oh, you know what? And then I'll hear things that I'm like, oh, wow, I don't even remember that. Or or I'll think yeah. of a question and then that's the question that I, like a couple seconds later I'll be asking. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's like, these aren't forced questions. I don't write anything right. down anymore. Well, in our case, we kind of have to just so we know right. what we want to touch on. So with the video, I don't. I don't watch it. I watch it in regards oh, to the okay. editing portion. But I don't usually go back and watch it because I do have that like cringe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it is. It is cringe. You're like, oh, did I? Oh, man, why did I don't know. So I get it. I understand like why you wouldn't watch your episodes. But I understand also you have to edit. I'm very lucky that you just invite me to have fun with you. And I appreciate <laughs> Once it. A month. Yes, no, I appreciate it. And then you it. get and then you have to edit it, but it would be hard to listen to or watch. Although, you know, I have listened to other stuff before, but I'm like, oh my God. But anyway, yeah, for those that want to support Jessica's YouTube channel, if you feel like, oh, I listened to the podcast already or I rip prefer audio, I like to put it on my TV, go to YouTube on my TV, I play the video version, and I kind of go around my house and do stuff if I want to give headphones a break or if I have privacy and I could control the audio of the room. Yeah. And I think that's really fun because I love watching people's expressions and stuff. Like I know that. it's so different, right? When you you <laughs> hear these things and whatever, but when mm. you are actually like you get to see somebody's expression or you get to see, oh, wait, that's what that bottle looks like or anything, mm. right? Like it does. Obviously, we'll see in regards to the background if I upgrade this particular system so then I can have my background. But I also have, you know, I still, I still yeah. have the logo behind me and everything. But Carl, there are a lot of things to get to. Look, I'm going to start with something that's going to make me emotional. Hmm. And I'm sure we'll talk about it at the end of the year because it is such something that impacts me so much. Mm -hmm. um, after almost 14 years, ooh, this could be hard. I had to take my munchkin cue. I had to let him cross the rainbow bridge. And we did it the day after my birthday. <laughs> I remember that was it was happening during the week of your birthday. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's special, actually, but very difficult, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I was very much like, I need to have one more birthday with him. I really was trying yeah. to get him through at least Thanksgiving. What I really wanted more than anything was to get him past New Year's. Yeah. But Hugh had um, cancer in the mouth. And mm. in... August, we had the mass removed out of his mouth because there was this mass growing. Mm -hmm. And then within two months, it had grown back and grown back bigger. He was getting lethargic. Just everything was just coming to a head. I've got connected with somebody who, who has gone through this as well. And I know several people have probably gone through this. It's not, it's not mm -hmm. easy. But for me, I got Q when I was living in Dallas. My friends found him running around. He wasn't chipped. He didn't have collar, nothing. Like they already had two dogs. So they had asked if I wanted him because they knew I was looking for a dog. And I was like, I don't know. And then I went over there to meet him and he jumped in my lap and just started snuggling all over me. And I was like, well, I guess I have a dog. And uh, <laughs> this was right before Christmas. And I was like, I was leaving to Oregon. 
so I could spend, my sister was having the baby, one of my nephews. I was like, can you guys watch him until I get back? And they said, sure. So I actually picked him up, officially picked him up on New Year's Day of 2010. So that was your anniversary? Yeah. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. And, you know, Ellie, you are a full-on dog lover. You are fostering. You are, you know, and I grew up with dogs. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he was with me through really difficult times because I lived in Dallas by myself. I didn't have, you know, I had the family I had made for myself. But, you know, Mm -hmm. when certain things happen, it's hard. So, you know, and then my best friend, she moved to Dallas, but then she got married and had kids. So it's not like I could just call her and have her drop everything if I needed something. Well, I guess mm-hmm. she would if I need something when I lived there. But having mm-hmm. Q really got me through a lot of very difficult times. And then during the pandemic, having him and then having the community that I had on We All Grow Latina and making other friends and stuff like really helped me. And he was truly my emotional support animal. But I know I was also his emotional support human. Right. <laughs> it was really, really hard. Everybody kept saying, oh, you should get another dog. And I was like... No, I remember I even told you. I was like, I know they're trying, and I'm like, no. It's actually really messed up that people ask because it, it it is kind of disrespectful. But at the same time, it is the first question that people ask. Yeah, because I've done it to people, and then I'm like, oh my god, I can't just say that. Like, can I get another one? Because it's like I can't just replace <laughs> right my baby. The very first my wall <laughs> in this apartment that I'm in, the very first wall that was done was his wall. With his photos and his cue up at the top. So I was like, no, no, no. And then my mom was like, oh, there's this dog. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then my sister's like, mom told me to send you this picture. And cutest little dog. And I was like, guys, why are you doing this to me? Like me and Antonio can't even go to Petco when they're having adoption events. Because we're like, no, we will come home with all of the dogs. Like we can't do that. (laughs) And we already have a pit bull, right? So we went from when we first started dating, we had three dogs. Well, between us, we had three dogs. Last year, we had to put Sky down. And then Keto was by himself, even though they were here all the time. He was really by himself until they moved in in February. He couldn't play with Q because he was old and gr- kind of grumpy at that point. Like, leave me alone, yeah. right? And then this happened and Keto was depressed. It was so sad. No. He wasn't eating all of his food. He was yeah. just kind of, oh. and then we truly believe, and I had posted this on Instagram, that Q had a hand in now of us having a dog. We have a dog named Daisy. She's a year yeah. old. She's a Cavapoo which is a King Cavalier Spaniel and Poodle Mix. She's probably about 18, 20 pounds. So she's like double what Q was. (laughs) And it's a girl, which helps. She's the same, almost same color as Q though. And I was like, oh, she's a puppy. She's only about a year old. So Keto is loving it because he gets to have like that. He's like my buddy. Yes. Oh my gosh. They have bonded so quick, so hard. It's so cute. That's amazing that, because I know that obviously he likes other dogs and he's used to little dogs, but it's really nice that the new one, Daisy, also really loves him. Yes. Because you, how would you know that? Yeah, no. And that was the hardest thing, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I hope they love each other. No, they've like become totally quick 
fast friends and already cuddling together within a week. I saw. Yeah, I saw him putting his little head on her. I was oh, like, oh my god, so cute. My foster dog Rascal does that to Zelda, and he's literally sixty-five pounds, and she's ten pounds. You know, eleven pounds. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, is sixty-five pounds, and Daisy's about twenty pounds. Yeah. So she's a little little bigger than Zelda, but it's so cute when it's a tiny one and a big one. I'm so happy for you. And honestly, it helped. I mean, this was my first Thanksgiving without Q. Yeah. So it was hard. She made it easier, though, because I was paying attention to her and I had to – because Antonio had to work on Thanksgiving. So random. This The restaurant has never been open and they decided to stay open. And so we went to his parents' house. We spent the night. And then when all his family basically got there, I had to take him to the train station and go to work. And then I went back, but I was so exhausted. After dinner, we all packed, like got the leftovers and stuff. And then I like bounced, not because I didn't want to be there. I was exhausted. I was so tired. And I was just like, if I don't leave now and now with the time change and everything getting darker sooner... I was just like, if I don't go home now, I may not make it home. Like I had yeah. to leave. So I was like probably like 5.30 when I left, uh, 5.30, 5.45. And I was just white by the time I got home. So not talking to anybody the rest of the night because, you know, <laughs> but then Friday was like so nice. Yeah, I was, I just decided this weekend, I just didn't want to do anything. Oh, Yeah. You needed that. It's just, and then you get to bond with your new puppy. Yeah. So she's, she's doing really well. In fact, I was telling you right before we got on, they were going crazy, playing with each other that I had to like yell at them to stop or else they'd probably still be going crazy right now. And that's all you would hear. In the back. So cute. I would be like, great. Put on, I'm like, I'll have some popcorn. Put, put on, on a show. show. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm happy you found her because I didn't even think of it, but I would have reached out to you and told you to keep this stray dog that I found. Oh, yeah, yeah. Girl, don't (laughs) stop. I might still send it to you and I thought you was going to want a third one. (laughs) You're like, no, do not send it. Maybe when we get a house, that's one thing, but Uh, I know. Right now, when I'm getting a house, when I'm in like a house with a yard, forget about it. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be us too, probably. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) no. No, no, no. Okay, I'm excited to get into it today. We have some cheese mail. We have some fun things. Do we want to start or end with the Reddit? I think we should end with the Reddit stuff. Okay, yeah, because the celeb stuff is like pretty quick. Yeah, it is. It is. We could fly through the Diddy news. Okay, I, let's just I, go through I, it. Yeah, I'm like, let's not get into it too much because, okay, well, Diddy was accused of all these horrible things by Cassie, who he was with for uh, 10 years. When she was 19 and he was, what, 40 almost? I, I think so. was well, the age. Maybe, yeah, I think like late 30s, early Something 40s. Something like that. And apparently the case was so bad, like the documents, that there were trigger warnings all over it. Like literally, like on the front page. So let's not even get into any of it because I find those things to be very stressful. But one thing that I found out that I did not realize because I was like, why is this stuff popping up now? Because there were a few other cases that I saw in the news. So apparently there was some kind of courts had put forward a rule where old cases could come back 2022. There's no like, it doesn't turn out. Statue of limitations. There's no statute of limitations anymore. Yeah. So something like that. But then there was a deadline. So I think that's why they kind of, people try to push through a bunch of really old cases. So that's what happened. There was his with her 
which they settled and they have not disclosed the amount. Yeah, they settled it within like 24 hours. Like she came out and then the next day it was gone. To me, that is very telling. Like, and I've heard a lot of rumors about Diddy for a lot of different things, right? Seems like a jerk. (laughs) Yeah. And then apparently there's other girlfriends that have had these, these situations and everything with him or other people. Yeah. I will say this. Aubrey O'Day, do you remember Aubrey O'Day from, yeah. from, oh, guy, what all of a sudden, what's the group's name? They're making the band. They were yes. making the band, the girl group. And all of a sudden, I had the name. Well, anyways, she had been saying for a long time what an asshole Diddy was. Like, right. and- Danity Kane. Danity <laughs> Kane. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I forgot their song or their name. So- she was one of the original members of Danny DeCane and she had been saying like, I remember when she got kicked off, kicked out of the group and she was saying how shitty of a person he was. Unfortunately, and it's this thing like you sometimes don't know what to believe in and you just believe in the moment, right? And we're in this right. environment, in this thing where we always, we tend to believe the people in power. Why do we always do this? Why do we always believe the people in power? Like, Right now, and we're being shown time and time again, and I guess it's because we didn't have anything like social media like we have now to share the experiences, to say what's going, to pull up the receipts, because if the media doesn't want to show it, they're not going to show it, right? So Mm -hmm. it's just this really interesting time that we're living in, in regards to who do we believe? I feel like you have to bring receipts at this point, right? Like you can't just yeah. acute. And she brought, apparently brought the receipts. That's probably one of the reasons he was just like, let's get it done. Let's. I actually heard that. I believe she even said she was going to bring forward the case and he already offered her money before that. And he offered her, I think they said it was like seven figures or something like that, a million and up. And she said, no, she's going to go to court. So I guess maybe once she once she like leaked the papers, then he was like, okay, I have to increase my amount. That's what it sounds like. I mean, and now everybody knows. So she still comes out all the better without having to re... I mean, she had to relive it as she was talking about this. And as somebody who is a essay survivor, it is really hard to talk about those yeah. things. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And especially if you, whether you're in a relationship with somebody or not, in my instance, we're playing games and I can't get into all the details because it's just too much, to be perfectly honest. Maybe one day I'll share the whole thing. But the entire time, and the, literally the next day I reported it, the next day, and I was still, never got to trial. And this was probably in 90, this was in the 90s. Okay, so late 90s, let's say 97, 96, 97. Let's just say, I think that's when it was. Even though I reported it immediately, even though I had underwear, even though they took me to get tested and it shows like all of like these tears and things, this and there's that, everything in supporting my story because of certain things, because I kissed him, because I made out with him, because the DA was like, we're not going to prosecute. because it's going to look like you're blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it shouldn't matter. And as somebody who is a sexual assault survivor, I will also say that it's sometimes frustrating to hear certain stories. And then you're like, 
you don't want to question a woman, right? You don't want to question somebody who, or a man who has been sexually assaulted, who's saying they're being, you don't want to question it. But then sometimes you're like these, as somebody who went through it, there's sometimes where you're just like, I don't understand that. It's not my job to understand it, I guess. But sometimes there are even times, and I'm not going to lie, where I question certain things sometimes because it just feels so implausible. But nothing is implausible in this in this day and age. So it's really hard, you know. So I feel for her and I feel for anybody who's gone through that because it's not easy. And I'm sorry, that lives with you the rest of your life. Of course. You have like a fear and trauma. It ruined the song Hotel California for me. I hate that song now. I literally will like run out of a room as soon as I hear that song. If I have to hire a DJ for any event, I'm like, this song will not be played. You put in your contract. If it's played, that other half of your money will not be paid. That's how much that song gets. I mean, even just talking about that song, I get like really teary. Ooh, okay. Well, we said we're going to get through that really, really quick. But, you know, it just really, really sucks that she had to go through that. And thankfully, this law is allowing because I feel like people have felt like they could never say anything for so long. I mean, the person who assaulted me was a nobody. They weren't somebody who was like super powerful, super this, super that, but it was just the circumstances that they're like, no, we're not going to do that. So imagine going up against somebody who is has so much money and so much power. There's so many women who go through this with not powerful men. And they feel like they can't say anything because their sexual history is going to be brought up or what they did is going to be brought up or this or that. It shouldn't matter, right? What matters is what happens at that moment in that circumstance. But the fact that this is allowing people to really kind of step into their power to be able to say, look, this happened to me. I'm sure she feels free just knowing that it's out there and then she didn't have to go through the court. I don't want to say system, but go out and talk about it and have it broadcast. I mean, like, yeah. So I'm so sorry you went through that. I'm so sorry her and anyone else like can imagine like any other kind of traumatizing situation. Like, yeah, you just can't forget that. And it's so frustrating. At least in some way it was resolved in terms of her just being able to, it happened and then it was acknowledged. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because like you said, he's a very powerful man. And unfortunately also, you know, you mentioned this, but sometimes it takes like one really big person who has good credibility to come out and then other people can kind of come out and share their stories against them. And so she was able to kind of go out there and do it. And you know what? I'm sure that she, after she left him and all of this stuff happened, she's probably never been able to even be involved in the industry because he has the power. So he's still controlling her. She's been virtually non-existent in, right. in the music space since then. I mean, you you don't hear anything. Yeah, she has all the control. So that it's very unfortunate for her. Hopefully she feels better. She feels like it was the right move for her to do that. Yeah. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more Wine and Cheese Smith. Well, let's move on from that and let's get to some happier news. Yes. Okay. So we've talked about Bud Bunny and Candle Jenga several times over (laughs) last week. Yeah. 
if you guys have listened, you know how we feel about this pairing, <laughs> right? I mean, look, do what you're going to do, but don't think people aren't going to have an opinion about it, right? Right. <laughs> so there are rumors that they have broken up. They did this, was it a Louis Vuitton ad that they did together? They did this Louis Vuitton ad together. Okay, so do you know who Taylor Tiemann is? Taylor Tiemann is a lawyer here in, in Southern oh, California. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's a Latina lawyer. She does, like she has helped this podcast several. She's helped me for my LLC, get my trademarks, all of that. So she went to, I think she went, was it the Taylor Swift concert in L.A.? I think she said that she saw them. It was a concert in LA. And I want to say Taylor Swift, but I could be completely wrong. It could have been a totally different concert. And she was like, it, they looked so awkward. Like she could actually see them. I guess they were right above her. And she's like, it looked so awkward. It looks like Candle Jenga was like so disinterested in him, which I think we've seen a lot. Like we've talked about this before in any photos that they take together, any places that they go together. Like he seems like he's all into it and she seems so disinterested. I guess she put some cryptic post on Instagram stories over the weekend or over the week, basically saying like, when you find, I don't even remember. I just, cause I heard it and I, don't follow any of the Kardashian Jenners on Instagram. But how do we feel about the potential end of cycle, end of the PR cycle? Cause that's, I, we talked about this. We felt like it was just a PR relationship. Yeah. Or at least on her side. I mean, I don't really care about her and her siblings. I do like skims, although I bought them once. Um, but I feel like it's the only product really I was like an actual fan of that they have. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious to me that it was PR thing to all of us. And I know I've said this before, but I'm of the belief, like, if you want everyone in your business, then don't be mad when everybody is in your business <laughs> and everybody's in his business being like, cool, an ad. Now we get why you did this. You got the Gucci ad. And it's like, did he need her for the Gucci ad? That was it Gucci or he... was it Louis Vuitton? Oh, sorry. Louis Vuitton. Okay. He needed her for a Louis Vuitton ad. Like, that sucks that he couldn't just get his own Louis Vuitton ad that they were like, now we have to connect you with a model who's such and such. Like, that's what it sounds like. That's so cringe and awkward and weird. Most of the comments that I saw on the internet were always like, bro, we're over it. Bro, you're so whack. Like, why are you doing this? Like, we thought you weren't. That's just the value system doesn't make sense to what you said you valued. But I have taken a pause from him. Like, I haven't listened to his new album. I haven't even been listening to his music that much. I know I said that last time. I'm a I know a bit. lot of people said that. Okay. So, but you know what? It reminded me because then I was listening, I think last week, maybe the week before I was listening to the radio gold digger from Kanye came up and look, I'm not a fan of his earlier stuff. I won't download his music or anything anymore because I think he's very, very problematic for many reasons, many reasons, not just one. And I think I shared that a lot, like the first time. But then when he's saying like, oh, it's a black guy and a black girl together. And then when he gets successful, he leaves, he goes, and then he get on and he leaves your ass for a white girl. Get down, girl. <laughs> go ahead. Get down. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and in that, as soon as that came out, I'm like, that's what you did. <laughs> because he left yeah. Amber Rose for Kim Kardashian. I'm like, that's what you did. And you're telling, oh my gosh. And and I felt like that was a lot of the energy that people were giving in regards to Bad Bunny, right? In regards to that, 
oh, you got so big. And now it brought up a bigger conversation that I was watching like on TikTok and stuff. And I don't watch like these little like teenagers. I'm talking like actual conversations that people were having and saying how so many men, when they come into power, oh, and actually this actually leads me into a separate thing. How so many men, when they come into power, men, particularly men of color, will leave and get with a white girl or maybe they weren't with anybody and that's who they end up with. Look, I think if you truly love somebody, cool, whatever. I don't care about that, right? But if it's because you think it's a status symbol, that's what I have a problem with. Because we know, and I've worked in sports, you know that there are women out there that are strictly for that. They are strictly, they won't date anybody unless they have coin. They won't do this unless they have this. They won't, like that's what they're after in particular. I find it interesting that, it was almost Russell Wilson was kind of the opposite, right? His ex-wife was white. They got divorced and then he got with Sierra, a strong, powerful black woman who I love. I think she, and she, how is she, she is still pregnant. How is she? I feel like she's been (laughs) pregnant forever, but that woman is so sexy pregnant. And I am so jealous of how sexy she still is pregnant. It's not even fair, but I just find it really. And then, um, there's, what is, is it Chicano? I have to remember the Instagram. Dude, I used to follow him quite a bit and I enjoyed what he had to say and whatever. But lately he's been going after really talking mad shit about other Latinas, like famous Latinas. But then he's saying kind of the same thing in the reverse, right? Like he's saying, why do all of our famous Latinas all end up with white men. And he was showing like Zoe Saldana, her husband is Italian. She was showing Salma Hayek, whose husband is French. She was showing Jennifer Lopez, who's married to Ben Affleck. Like he was uh, America for, and you know, I love America Ferreira. America Ferreira, her husband is white. So it's just really interesting to see the other side as well of all of these Latinas who I think, let's see, you think of Eva Longoria, her first husband was white. Her second husband was black French. Now her husband is Mexican. So it's just really interesting to see what people think. I don't know. I I never even thought of it. But the thing is, is the way he was saying it, it wasn't like, oh, why do we do this? Why do we do that? Like he was like really angry. His posts felt very, very angry. People were kind of coming after him in regards to that. Yeah. You're like, who hurt you, bro? Yeah. That's why I said, like, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, you love who you love. Totally get that. Black, white, blue, brown, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right? You love who you love. But again, if it becomes a status thing, then we definitely have a problem with that, if that's what it is. I can imagine this would be a whole other tangent that we could talk about next time, but there's a personality aspect as well, where how do you kind of have two people that are doing really well be together and kind of sustain that culture of being a part of that? And who's the one that's supposed to be supportive and who's confident enough within themselves to allow the other person to be at the forefront? Because I think about that in terms of 
some of these women like America Ferreira or Zoe Saldana, I'm like, I never really heard of their partners, although I understand that America Ferreira's husband is, I know he's in the Holly, he's in Hollywood. He was in the Barbie movie. He played her husband. Yeah. But is he a producer? I forget what he does. I don't know. I don't think he's an actor. I think they just put him in to say a few lines, but I was just, I don't know. I think about that too, because like, that's an, always an interesting dynamic to have someone who's like a big personality or someone who's like more out in the forefront versus who's in the back and who's kind of okay with that all the time. And you don't know what their dating history is, right? You don't know, like maybe they were, I don't know, like whatever dating history is. And if you're not having good experiences and then somebody comes along, regardless of their ethnicity or color, and they treat you well, that's what you're going to gravitate towards. Ultimately, yeah, that's exactly. what, you know, what you want is somebody who's going to treat you well. Yeah. And what you're willing to put up with. Because unfortunately, there's like bad stereotypes for different cultures and people who are maybe raised to kind of put up with a certain thing. And some women are not fucking dealing with that. <laughs> and vice versa with men, maybe you don't want to deal with certain things. So anyway, it's definitely very interesting. And we should dive into that in the future. So we have a lot of things to cover. I know there's so, I mean, there actually is a lot because the one thing that we haven't touched on as well, like I want to, before we get into Sexiest Man Alive, I definitely want to touch on Melissa Barrera and Jen Ortega no longer coming back to scream. You know, we have said we don't want to talk about everything that's going on in the world because it can bring us down. We're sticking to that. However, this does kind of have to do with that because Melissa Barrera, like so many people, myself included, right, have said things in regards to the genocide that is happening in Gaza. The challenge sometimes is, and even with our country, right, the leadership is not always representative of the people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with saying children should not be killed. Mm -hmm. Civilians should not be killed. Like there's nothing wrong on, on both sides. And she used her voice in her platform and was released from screen, was fired from screen. Apparently, Mm -hmm. the director said he had nothing to do with it. He's like, this sucks. This all sucks. I had nothing to do with it. This was out of my hands. So I guess this came from the studio. Right after that, it was announced that Jenna Ortega was no longer coming back. But they're like, oh, it was scheduling. But literally within 24 hours, Jenna Ortega is no longer going to be coming back to screen. I find that suspicious, right? Like they're just Mm -hmm. trying to save their asses in regards to that. Yeah, because she's very popular right now and she has more power than the other woman so that's interesting yeah yeah melissa so that's very interesting melissa we have to we want to say her name is melissa verera she says melissa yeah she says melissa so i think that it's just you it's very interesting once you see how it works with like who has the power behind the scenes this whole thing is like about power this whole thing it's always like she's definitely a lot more in control And so Jenny, I know that Jenny Ortega is like very popular with horror. I actually went to a early screening for a movie that she was supposed to do. I don't even, I haven't even heard anything about it. They were doing like screenings for feedback. I don't know if that's going to come out, but she's just like in huge demand in that space. 
it's interesting. You kind of see what happens behind the scenes. It's like they don't really want to offend her. <laughs> so they're saying it one way versus how they let go of other people. I don't know. It's just crazy how it all works. But this is the challenge, right, in regards to speaking up. And we shouldn't be afraid to speak up. We shouldn't be afraid to lose our job because we're speaking up. This happened in a very public way and everything. But again, this all goes back to when do you speak up when the people in power are not supporting you? And that's kind of this whole theme. One of the people that I was reading yesterday in regards to possibly like coming back on was Patrick Dempsey, because apparently I think he was in the third scream. I haven't watched those screams in so long. So perfect segue into Patrick Dempsey was named people's sexiest man alive. (laughs) Oh my God. Honestly, I read through it today. I was, first of all, I was obsessed with him when he was on Grey's Anatomy. What age was I? I don't even know how many years ago that was. I was like, this is so random. Why is this man being named now? I know it's such (laughs) like, okay, let me just say, I feel like people, People Magazine, Maybe you need to get out of your head sometimes because I feel like they are late all the time. Like, I need to know who is on your nominating committee for this. I think it's PR. It's ridiculous because... Apparently, he has a Ferrari movie coming out. He's playing like a race car driver. Because I was like, this man, I've literally never seen him in anything beyond Grey's Anatomy besides, I think, movies that happened when... Yeah, 80s movies. I I really don't think... I love that one. Can't Buy Me Love. Oh my God, I know. I love that one. He's so adorable. And then Not My Best Friend's Wedding. What was the other one he was in? He was in like oh, one of those. Um, the Best Man or The Best. I think so. Yeah. The Best Man. But that was so long ago. No, not He's the be- literally. Like the be- I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bride of, bride of, I don't know. It was like, like he was Bri- like the. Runaway Bride. No, or, not one. No. We're going <laughs> to. So that's many a Julia bride Roberts. <laughs> that's a Julia Roberts movie. Well, anyways. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Think of it. Remember, Chris Evans was like the man for 2022. It was Christopher Jamal Evans is what his like TikTok name was, right? And everybody's this and that. And it feels like they're always years behind, right? Like for years, especially when he was doing Captain America and the Knives Out movie, like people were like, why isn't Chris Evans sexiest man alive? Why? And then it's finally last year. People were like, why did you take so long? And then- This year, 2023, has been year of Pedro Pascal, let's be honest, right? He has taken over as zaddies of the internet. And then Patrick Dempsey comes out as Sexiest Man Alive. And then it was pointed out, and I was like, you know it, it's true. Sexiest Man Alive started in the 80s. It wasn't even something that started like when people started. It started in the 80s. They've never named a Latino as sexiest man alive. Never a Latino. You've never named a Latino as sexiest man alive. Um, have you seen the men I've dated? <laughs> <laughs> no, what? I, mean, I can't so... believe that. Yes, but then again, just when you start thinking about it, right? Latinos have not been very represented representative in Hollywood, right? I could see that, but lately you have somebody who has become so high profile as Pedro Pascal. Oscar Isaac is freaking amazing, right? He's also like, A-list. Yes. Like when you're thinking of certain, you know, even when they were in their hottest moment, Gabriel Garcia Bernal, Diego Luna. First of all, 
I'm obsessed with Gabriel Garcia. Did you ever watch his show? What's the show where he uh, Mozart in the Jungle? Have you seen no, that no, show? No, I haven't seen it. On Amazon, it has five seasons, I think, and it stopped many years ago. I probably watched that through like five times just with him. I'm in love with him. <laughs> that show. I mean, the, so yes, he could have been on very, very, very sexy Latino men. I mean, mo- there are a lot less sexy Latino mm-hmm. men, but. The fact that it's never been so it'll probably be five years and then it'll be Pedro Pascal because people is so far behind. You yeah. got like if anybody from people is listening, can we get on with it, please? Like, <laughs> can you have some normal people say yes and no? Because there's been some definitely questionable when they had Blake Shelton. I'm sure some people thought, mm-hmm. but everybody I asked was like, no, I don't I don't find Blake Shelton sexy or Ben Affleck. Oh, I, I have moments when he, well, yeah, he was the sexiest man alive when he, when him and Jennifer Lopez were first together and she had gotten him very clean cut, very, and he was looking very hot. He was looking very fine at that time. Now he just looks like he's just depressed all the time. Right. Like, but I think he has resting bitch face. Yes, it's true. I'm just surprised, like Ricky Martin and Ricky Iglesias, like nobody like that. Oh, they probably put them on the Latin. Maybe they put them on like the Latin version of people. I don't know. I don't know. I know we're gonna have to look that up now and and everything. So uh, yeah, I, I it's just really interesting that that's who it is. I mean, look, I think he's a good looking guy. Obviously, they didn't nickname him McDreamy for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, I he's somebody I feel like grew into his looks. Because if you look at him, like when he was in Can't Buy Me Love, he was very awkward looking. Yeah. Cute you know little I mean? skinny boy yeah. with a big nose. And the big curly hair. And yeah. I, I think he was just really awkward looking. And then when he came on Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, whoa, that is not <laughs> the same guy. He looks good. I think it's just one of those things where if anybody from People Magazine is listening or watching... <laughs> Bring me an alien and we'll help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we'll suggest some hotties to you. It's a job that must be done. I mean, look, I'll bring the wine. (laughs) We'll help you out. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. We got to bring some diversity into this thing because, and actually, if you think about it, right? If you think, I don't think that the sexiest men alive have been very diverse. No. I found a list. There's been 35 people. Okay. They do have, first of Denzel all, The Rock Washington. was on here. I was about to say Denzel Washington, The Rock. Idris Elba. Idris John Elba. London. Michael B. Jordan. That's a great <sighs> that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Is that it? Idris Elba is a good one. Oh, we got, oh my God, Sean Connery. Wasn't he the first one? Was he? He might have been. No. Or... Uh, Wait, who's the first Gibson. one? 1988. Nope. There's still more. Henry Hamlin. Mark Harmon. Harry wow. Hamlin. Mel, Hel- Mel Gibson. Harry Hamlin. Oh, did I say Henry? Yeah. Harry Hamlin. Yeah. I th- believe the first one was Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. So, yeah. Wow. We need, you know, like this is, again, Talking about power, like this just kind of rolls into the whole thing. Yeah. And when you look at the people who are in charge of people, who are the people that are in charge, right? It's very obvious when out of 35, you said 35 men, five have been men of color. Mm-hmm. People, 
Not me, yeah. gente, people. People Magazine, get your shit together. <laughs> and I think the frustrating part is when it's like there's only people in Espanol, right? They're like, oh, whatever. They spin us off into another section. Or now there's, I think, people Chica, which I really like. Which I was featured on. Yes, I was going to say. Um, so, you know, it's like we should be on the mainstream as well. Yes. Well, before we get the last kind of thing, before we get into... Rascals in the mic. The, yeah. The Reddit stuff. <laughs> oh, hi, Rascal. Is everything that happened with Univision. We can't not talk about that because Univision did an interview with the Orange Cheeto. And look, if you guys don't agree with me, I've made it very clear how I stand on this. Univision did a very softball interview. Zero pushback, zero everything. Like, let him spew his lies. Now. Univision's rating has dropped 40% after that interview. There we go. And apparently, I don't know if the CEO is friends with Jared Kushner or the person who's, they're friends or something. And that's how this whole thing got. Biden had, for the president had ads that were supposed to go on at the time. They fully canceled the ads. But the thing that hasn't really been said much is they were going to have an interview with one of his team. They canceled that interview. Like as a response. And I'm like, okay, that is totally showing major bias. So people have been mm-hmm. calling Univision Trump Vision. <laughs> <laughs> My God. So do we think, do we think Univision is going to course correct from a communication standpoint, from a rating standpoint, and even their like Jorge Ramos? One of their, if not their biggest news personality has even come out and against Univision saying this was crap, basically. So what do we think is going to happen there? I think it depends on who their viewers are. Who are they? What age are they? Who are they actually? Do they care? Well, they care because they're watching it. That's the, that's the and challenge. And then they stopped and watching. Then, so my question is, did they stop watching or was it their kids saying, you're not watching this anymore? That they told them, right? That's my question. I'm like, who exactly isn't, and what's the age group? Because I don't watch Univision. It's mostly going to be people who immigrated here, may, and some first gen. I don't know a lot of second gen and beyond who watch Univision. I watch it every once. I mean, actually, Telemundo has come out with better um, novelas lately than Univision. <laughs> yeah, and then I have friends that work for Telemundo as well, so I'm like, I got to support my my girls. But the challenge is, is the misinformation, uh, the misinformation that's coming out. And if misinformation is coming out, maybe they, if they, do they start believing it? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into the politics of the things. It really was more about the, are they in a crisis situation at this point? If anything, which is clear what's happening with Biden, that, that kind of set off something for them where they're like, oh, we have to actually be considerate and careful about this, or I guess I should say intentional about this audience and what's happening. Because obviously so many of these politicians are just like, whatever. I mean, Biden just at this point looks so out of touch for so long lately that people just, again, can't stand him. And we're all just like, well, it's just we have it's just the choices we have, which really sucks. And that's why money should not be that's why mon- the money the way it is should not be in politics because then it leaves us with 
choices that we don't want, right? But then if you don't have the money, how can you be, how can you be a choice? If you don't have the money, mm-hmm. it's just a circle, circle, circle. So, all right. right, let's get to the really, really fun stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. We got our Reddit posts ready so we yes. can cheese me out about that. We have some fun ones. And I would love, yeah, I mean, it's so fun to read these off. So there's two Reddits. I found one that's about parenting, which I thought would be really hilarious and controversial. And then there's one about wedding guests, which I thought would be really fun for you. Yeah, I actually. (laughs) Which also could be cultural. And then I saw something on Twitter from another podcast that I've been listening to that I find so funny from two guys called Worst Gift You've Ever Received from Someone You're Dating. That's the question they ask. So which one do we want to do first? Let's go. I mean, you know, I'm in the middle. Okay. I want to say I'm in the middle of wedding planning, but as soon as wedding planning comes up, I'm so stressed out. Like like every time somebody starts asking me questions, I'm like, don't ask me when I know I will tell you. And it honestly, it becomes so stressful. I never thought that I was going to be in that point where I was going to be so stressed and blah, blah, blah. Because again, I, you know, events is in my wheelhouse and stuff like that. I'm so sick of everybody's opinion. (laughs) So this is going to be a good one because I feel like you're going to be fired up. All right. You read, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. I have it on my phone and there's some stuff that I feel like is not that important that I'll skip. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my in-laws it was on them to explain to their guests why there weren't any seats for them at my wedding reception? So the background is, I married my husband last weekend after about a year of planning. The ceremony went off perfectly, even with kids in the church. Photos weren't delayed. No one got drunk. No one insisted on bringing their emotional support (laughs) goat. The only hitch was that my in-laws invited like 10 extra people without telling us. This is to a reception where there's food, seats, whatever, for context. Not relatives or anything. Friends of theirs, we don't even know. I didn't even notice them at the ceremony, and it wasn't until the actual reception. So, um, you know, I guess there was a church, so they didn't realize at the church because the church, there's seating, there's space. And they didn't realize until the reception. There was no seating for them. (laughs) Our best man and groomsmen found a folding table and chairs for them to sit at. There was food. We went with a buffet. But since we sent the tables to eat by number and they didn't have a number, they were sent last after everything had been picked over. My in-laws were so embarrassed that their friends were being treated that way. I very politely asked them what they expected when they invited people without telling the people planning and paying for the wedding that they were inviting for them. They said we need to go to apologize for the treatment. I said I would, but I would also explain that I had not actually <laughs> invited them. And so if they wanted their guests told anything else, they had to explain. They're pissed at me. My husband has my back, 100%. I think I could have been more gracious, but I also think it should not have fallen on us to deal with it. Jessica, She's what are you nicer <laughs> than I would be. She's nicer than I would be. I'd be like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to be like, who are you and why are you here? Right. <laughs> I don't know you. There's the door. <laughs> so you either go tell them you're sorry because I didn't invite them or that's what I'm going to say to that table. <laughs> what do you want to do? Who are you? What are you doing here? And then they have to run over and be like, oh, my God, it's our fault. Okay. So let me tell you what we're doing for our wedding. Okay. We have our list and then we told our parents each. 
write a list from most important to least important of 20 to 25 people. We will look at that list. Some people we might wait a minute. Each, each family, pa- each each spouse, set of parents, each family. Okay, yeah. each set of parents, each set of That's parents. Twenty five people writes a list most important to least important of twenty to twenty five people they would like at the wedding. Some people might already be on our list, so whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Then after that, we will go from the top to see who we would want there. It could be everybody. It could be nobody. But that's what we told them. And they were okay with that. I said, write it. And I said, and if, you know, my parents' best friends, Larry and Denise, I said, and if Larry and Denise are at the bottom, that's that's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) But I know my mom's already going to put them at the top and everything. But Right. But we, so that's what we did. That's what we are doing in our case is saying you have 20, 25. And we even said, we don't guarantee that everybody's going to be invited. It just really depends. Like, again, most important to least important, because then you won't be so mad if number 24 and 25 aren't there. Right. right. But if Great I don't boundary know them, setting. <laughs> yeah. And if, but if I don't know them at all, they're not coming. Right. My mom knows that I don't joke about that stuff. Right. <laughs> and look, my mom is a strong woman. She made me who I am. So if you want to argue mm-hmm. with me, we'll argue. But guess who's going to win that argument? It's my way. Right. Right. So that woman is way nicer than I would be in that particular situation. Because I'm like, I'm not paying for a stranger to eat my food. <laughs> Crazy. That's just you walking in. I, I don't care if you know my mom. I don't know you. My dad would not ever do that. Ever. Think to invite people? No. Yeah. I mean, besides like my tias and tios, like I'm already going to. I think, you know. yeah, my parents, I think would be like, oh, but we should. Oh my, my mom does all the time. One time I was like, oh, mom, do you want to go on? I had found out that it was it's a long story, but like there was like this hotel in Mexico that was like, we're looking to bring influencers for this, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah, if you want to go with them, if I brought them press or influencers, you can. And we cover stuff, blah, blah. I tell this to my mom. She goes, oh, you know who I should bring? And I'm like, <laughs> what? Somebody invites you to something for free that they're getting invited to. And she's already thinking about whoever else that she doesn't even know that well that she could bring. So, oh, my yeah. mom does that Some- too. So yeah, it's like some my people, mom does like, that they too. have to be warned. It's good that you, but you set the boundaries already. You're like, just so you know, I mean, I would have, if somebody would have showed up, I would have been like, my parents didn't even tell me you were coming. I don't know why. I think it's so rude that they didn't even tell me you were coming. <laughs> I would have like I made the parents feel so no. bad. I think if I would have seen these people, I would have been like, who are these people? Who I don't are know. You? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then if my mom's like, oh, or like, you know, if one of the parents was like, oh, they're so-and-so. And I'm like, why are they here? Yeah. <laughs> why are they here? I don't know who they are. But again, like I, I kind of, I'm either very nice or very not, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, or very irritated. So example of my very niceness, right? The woman, I told you, the woman who had Daisy previously Traveled all the time. She got a promotion, which was going to take her to travel even more, which means even less time with Daisy. So I picked her up Monday. Why on Wednesday I get an email or text message from her saying she wanted Daisy back, that she was missing her. And I, my first thing was, no, you are not. Fuck you. 
because you just said you didn't have time for her. Why am I going to give her back to somebody who doesn't have time for her? And you're going to be even traveling more. But no, I let that moment sit, right? And then then, then when I responded to her, I was like, hey, because I was busy. I wasn't even paying attention to my phone or anything. And I was like, hey, we took the dogs on the adventure day. I didn't even, wasn't paying attention to my phone. You know, and I basically told her in a very nice way, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but in a very, very... Okay. Can you this read is, us the text? Yes, yes. I'll read the text. I'll read the text. Okay. So people need to know an example of proper communication. <laughs> Me yes. trying to get the cheese man saying that yes. we need an example. I said yesterday, my fiance and I took the dogs on an adventure before starting Thanksgiving prep. So I wasn't paying much attention to my phone. When I finally took the time to read your messages, it was after midnight. So Daisy's acclimating very quickly and she and her new brother, Keto, are already attached at the hip and even sleep together. Potty training is already going well and we have fallen in love, so we definitely don't have second thoughts. I understand the feeling of missing your dog, believe me. Just remember, you wanted a home where she would get a lot of love and more attention and she absolutely has that with us. If something doesn't work out, I will totally let you know, but I don't foresee that. And then I just asked her to send the medical records to my parents' house. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That's where the communication stuff comes good in. Good job. <laughs> good job. Because, because it was so good that you waited a day, too, because I also would have been like, excuse me? Yeah, I was pissed when I first read it. I was So I was like, I'm going to just. And like I said. She sent other messages after, and I was like, I'm not going to pay attention to them. I'm paying, you know, whatever. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. And then Antonio and his mom were like, oh, hell no. Da, da, da. You better tell her. That's bullshit. Da, 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 da. And I was yeah. like, yeah, she's in her no, feelings. But no. she's not whole, She's not controlling her. She's let herself message you when she's in her feelings. And it's yes. Like, first of so all, you she, have the audacity to give the dog away. First of all, get the dog when you didn't have time. Don't get a dog if you don't have a time, dog people. away. Yeah. But then or she like, said, she yeah. she said, thank you. Yes, I'm grieving her a lot, but this message makes me feel better. So I want to say thank you for being so kind. Oh my God. But yeah. as I'm doing it, I was like, hell no, <laughs> bitch, you're not getting this dog back. This is our dog now. <laughs> you're like, wait till I get those records. You're going to be blocked. <laughs> you don't need no more. <laughs> Oh my God. Crazy. So let's do the parenting one because I feel like this is good cheesement. And it's also okay. one of those things where I feel like it's like cultural. Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my friend she might be raising a narcissist? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. My- oh, yeah. I haven't read this one. So. Okay. Wait, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read this one because then I, you've read it. So you already have. I want to read it. And. You can hear absorb my guess. Yeah, absorb it. My friend Leah, 42 female, has three kids with her husband, Greg, 43 male. The two older ones are very pleasant to be around and overall what you would call, quote unquote, good kids. Then there is Max, <laughs> five male. He terrorizes his sister and brother, needs attention 24-7, and Leah encourages it. She calls him her favorite last baby boy. Whatever he does to anyone she brushes off with, I just can't be mad at my favorite last baby boy. 
She says things like that in front of the older ones, and you would just have to be blind not to see how much it hurts them. I've been watching this whole situation for the last two years and never said a word because I don't believe in policing other people's parenting, and I think it's Greg's job to check her on that. He tries but failed so far. (laughs) Along comes Thanksgiving. We had 23 guests, including Leah's family. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. We were all sitting at the table and Max started yelling every time the attention of the whole table wasn't on him. And I don't mean talking loud. I mean just screaming at the top of his lungs. He wanted everyone to watch him dance, then listen to the story of him beating the shit out of a kid at soccer practice, then playing (laughs) with and throwing around food, then cried when people ignored his demand. Everyone should say they are thankful for him being cute like his mommy when what we said we were thankful for this year. I first looked at Leah and Greg to make sure they understood I wasn't cool with that. He tried to shut him down, but Leah encouraged him and told him how funny and cute he was. Other people tried to gently shut him down and have conversations until my husband then got more specific and told him he can either let other people eat and talk in peace or go eat with the other kids at the kids' table where he was supposed to be in the first place. Oh, he wasn't even at the kids' table? (laughs) Why? Why? Ay, ay, Leah looked super pissed and went with him to the kids' table. I was relieved. Yeah, bye. And you can go with him to the playground because you a child too. I was relieved and thought that was the end of it. She left fairly early with him, but the rest of the family stayed and everyone seemed happy. This morning, I got a call from Leah. She told me we were horrible hosts and this would be the last time they would come for Thanksgiving. Just to clarify, she actually is a successful, smart, and fun person. I love. Mm -hmm. But that kind of broke the camel's back. I put my nurse voice, I put on my nurse voice and (laughs) calmly told her that I can't be a good host just to Max. And she has to understand that her encouraging his behaviors is not helping him but raising him to be either a person nobody likes or even worse, a narcissist. She hung up and haven't tried calling her back. My husband says I did the right thing and just said what everyone in the friend group has been thinking for years, but I feel bad for being so direct. So am I the asshole? Okay, I will say this. Based on the title, I was like, oh. But babe, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're really going to tell? You know, but those that behavior, okay, they have to be worse. Sorry, they have to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they're Latinos, they'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> the kid would have been flung. He somewhere. would have not been at the adult table to begin Why? with. What? The audacity. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and he's five, which is old enough to know better and to know your manners unless you actually have some kind of. I don't know, neurodivergency that you have, but then that should be explained to everyone and that has to be managed. Yeah. But you it know, sounds you're like, like everyone, the mom he's just... at the table with me, right? You okay, have to. So I am not a therapist. I will never claim <laughs> to be a therapist, but it sounds to me as if she's like latching onto him because her kids are getting older, right? And she wants to keep the quote unquote baby. She want, As long as right. she has a baby, she's still young. She's not old enough to have older kids. I'm still young and cute and pretty. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I almost feel like there's something not good, not right with her and her husband. Right. Why are you giving that much attention, encouraging that much 
or he doesn't have a backbone and like have what was it um oh sex in the city this was a long time ago when they went to Lainey's baby shower Lainey was mm-hmm. this like why okay, I cannot even believe I'm remembering this this wild and crazy one who ends up like marrying a rec- music producer and moves to the burbs. They all go to her baby shower and they're in one of the girls is introducing, Oh, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so and her son, so-and-so we call them the old married couple. That's literally what it sounds like to me. Right. There's obviously something wrong because the fact that she doesn't respect her husband enough to listen to his opinion or he's not strong, or he doesn't have enough backbone to really say, to step in and say, no, 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 this is not enough, right? If you don't think that your older kids see that, they do. Being the oldest of three girls, I still, I'm not going to lie, as much as I love my sisters, I still have resentment against, like, I try to not, but there's still some resentment that I've held, not against my youngest sister, but against the way that my parents did certain things. For example, I'm going to give you an example and tell you why. My sister was in the Navy Reserves. Three weeks before she was supposed to be completely out, she got called up active duty. So all of us as a family, my sister, my nephews, my, my parents, me, all of us went to Columbia, South Carolina, because that's where she was having her training before that's where she was deploying from. We went there for a week to spend as much time with her as possible before she deployed. I was graduating from college a few months later, and I had told my parents since September, I'm graduating in May 2015. I need you to be there. I want you to be there. I've worked really hard. Like my parents didn't pay for any of my school, like nothing. Molly got a partial scholarship and then my parents paid for all of the difference, right? Not to say, like, there's different things that they helped each of us out mm-hmm. with. Yeah. But then when the time came for my graduation, my parents said they weren't coming because they had spent too much money in South Carolina. Yeah, so they couldn't crazy. afford to come. They should have planned for that. So there was a lot of resentment there for a very long time. And I think, and I, for a long time, misplaced that resentment on my sister. It's not my sister's fault. It's my parents' fault. And I still have a little bit of resentment against my parents because they've never fully apologized for that. Right. Now imagine this kid, right? Like this mom continually does this over and over and over again until they realize it. She doesn't probably realize like her older kids are probably resentful of that five-year-old. Not that it is his fault. It's for sure the mom's fault because she's encouraging this. But she's not paying any attention, like from what it sounds like, we don't know all the situation is, right? But just based on the information that we do have, it doesn't sound like she is, like her energy is only going into the sun and not her whole family. Right. So the original person posting this is not an asshole. The mom needs to get her shit. The mom needs to get her shit together. And it's brave. I think it's really brave for her telling her friend that, knowing that you could lose the friendship. Right. And yeah, so I think it takes a lot of guts because if you really love that person and you have to tell them something that, you know, they're not going to want to hear, it is really sucks to, to say that and know that you could lose your friend. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I I wonder if she could have 
maybe, I don't know. I was like, what would I do? I would be so pissed. But I was like, I wonder if she could just say like, this is what's going to happen if you keep doing this and be like, hey, I can't just host him. Kind of like what she said, like, it's not my responsibility to just kind of host him. If I have 20 something people, it's like a bit too much. So this is how it's going to go in the future. The kids have a kid's table. Maybe you want to sit with the kids if you kind of enjoy this energy. <laughs> and then the you guys go in a separate The fact that he was not at the room. kids' table, like, there's discussions that happen at the adult table there that should... kids should not be there. Exactly. I think that's a lesson for her to, like, have her boundaries for when she hosts stuff and be like, hey, maybe you want to go hang out with the kids and that's totally fine because you want to spend time with your son and you maybe have to manage him more or not want to manage him. Therefore that's the reason the kids are there. That's how it's going to work at my house. Right. And you say something like that. If you don't want to say like, Oh, if you keep doing this with your kids, he's going to end up a narcissist. Like, but I do understand because uh, it's hard like these days I feel with parenting because there is a lot of like, we didn't get a lot of paid attention to. And so we're trying to, you know, I feel like people our age or our generation are trying to kind of have a lot of involvement with the kids. And my friend was telling me this the other day, like there was just some kind of sad about like, comparing parenting today to the sixties or something. And like, they used to only spend like 25 minutes a day with them. And now it's like, we're expected to pay attention to and engage with and interact with the kids attention. Just like every single second you're with them as a parent. And I find that to be like, just very ridiculous. Cause I'm like, as a, how could you do that as a parent? Like, how could you kind of expect a child? I don't know what the right way is, but I just can't imagine that you have to kind of engage with a child nonstop. Like, I think that they should be able to entertain themselves and spend a few hours alone. Well, I mean, so much has changed, right? Like, we grew up in an era of come home. Like, we didn't grow up with cell phones. Come home when the light street lights come on, right? Like, right. you get down and dirty. You don't. You didn't go to the hospital. You didn't go to the doctor. You wiped it off. Maybe you got some alcohol and screamed for a second, but, and I still do that. Okay. I will be, I am so guilty of that. Cause my mom will be like, do we have to take you to the hospital? No. Okay. You're fine then. And I still do that. I notice I still do that. Oh, do we have to take you to the hospital? Do we got to see the dad? No. Okay. You're fine. It, you can't judge somebody's parenting, but you have to be able to at least, if you're encouraging bad behavior, that's very different than having behavioral problems, than having, because you could be the most involved parent. You could think that you're, you could do everything quote unquote right, right? Because what is right? You could be involved. You could pay attention to what they're doing. You could get them tutored. You, and you could still end up with a sociopath as a child, right? Yeah. That's the brain chemistry. Something is off in the brain chemistry. It's not the parents. But right. if you are encouraging bad behavior, I'm like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> then that's different. <laughs> right. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah, no, it is true. I mean, you just, yeah, you definitely wonder. But yeah, I thought that would be a juicy one. Um, I don't know if any comments were good. Okay, well, the last one was basically just like, what was the worst gift your significant other or guy has, you've ever gotten from an ex or something? What's the worst gift you've received from someone you're dating just oh. in general? There were some crazy ones. I honestly couldn't even think about it. I don't think I've gotten anything crazy. And I will say this. Antonio 
is unbelievably thoughtful. Wow. Like for my, the first Christmas was, no, my birthday that we spent together. This is what he got me, a bobblehead of me. And it says the wine and cheese man down there. That is so cute. And okay, so he got that for my birthday last year, then for Christmas. And I appreciate this so much more even now. He got me a mug, like a travel coffee mug and a blanket. And I wish I could show you. I'll have to take a picture and post it on social media. But I love the chargers. And Mm -hmm. he got a picture of Q. And it's in a Chargers uniform. Oh, oh my God. I know what you're talking about. They yes. do that with kids. Yes. They like Photoshop their heads. Yes. <laughs> so he did that with Q. And now I get to snuggle with him every night. Oh my God. That's so sweet. That's so, sweet, but also hilarious. Yes. Oh my gosh. I started laughing so hard, but now it's like so appreciative. And now I feel like I used to think I was thoughtful and, but he really <laughs> thinks of these things. Yeah. And now I'm like, shit, I got to step my game up. <laughs> For real. Do you think you're a great gift giver? I think so. I try not to always just like buy something. I always try like one year for my family. I put together a whole family album with music and I sent it to everybody you know, last year, because we had put Sky down, I got him a, like, it looks like a watercolor painting of Sky on mm-hmm. canvas. And he was so happy to get that. So I try and do thoughtful things with my nephews growing up. It's a very hard to do thoughtful things because they're teenagers and they would rather have money or whatever. So I just get them that anyway, like whatever. But I'm trying to think of anything I don't know. I guess the worst gift an ex has ever got me is just nothing. Not even anything to signify the day, right? Right. Of of whatever it is. And you're just like, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) okay. Thanks for remembering nothing. Yeah. I feel like mine have not been, I haven't gotten like a really bad one. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't even know what the best one would have been. I mean, one thing that Owen got me for, was it two Christmas ago, was the Dyson dryer. Do you know the Dyson dryers? They're like, they're really Yes, no, I, I've seen them at your house. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, those I've used like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's like a $500 like hair dryer. Yeah, because I was, was like, what the heck? Remember, I was like, it dries so fast. It's incredible. But I had just started my curly journey at that point. So, he, so like, I wanted it. I kept talking about it. And he's like, I want to get it for you. I want to be the one to get it for you. Because, like, I know, like, you really want it. Because, honestly, like, even when I cut my hair, the girls were like, you don't have to get this dryer. Like, it's, like, the popular one right now. It's really expensive. It is really good. But you're just starting your journey. You don't even know if you're, like, committing to curly life. So committing I wasn't honestly going to. Yeah, exactly. Because they know. They're like, we know it's going to be a lot. And it is a lot. And honestly, like now it's been like three years. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, I just sometimes I just want straight hair. (laughs) Anyway, that was like one that I just felt like because it was tied to the journey that I was on and like learning about the curly hair life and the natural hair life and all of that. It was special. Um, But yeah, but let's see if I find any good ones on here that I'm sure these are going to be crazy. Okay, we'll do like two or three of them. Okay. Worst gift you've received from someone you're dating. My ex-husband gave me stretch mark reduction cream as a birth birthing gift two days after I had given birth to our oldest child. <laughs> that was her push present? Was stretch mark cream? 
Girl, I would have made him wait more than six weeks to get it again. I would have been like, until you get me a proper push present, you ain't pushing nothing in here. Like, stay away. Oh, my God. Oh, this one was crazy. She had taken my keys, his apartment keys, got herself a set, then presented them back to me in a gift box for herself and kept them. She kissed me on the cheek and said, thank you. I had no idea she had even taken them. I'd come home from work just to find her lounging at my place. I'm lucky to be alive. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, well, I guess they're not together anymore because it was an ex. Oh, my gosh. That's that is is hilarious. A rock he picked up on the walk to meet me. Not even a cute one. A regular walk. (laughs) That's like you're on the beach picking up seashells and the person's like, I picked up this rock for you. I thought of you. And you're like, it's a literal, just a rock. So what do you think of me if I, if seeing a rock, just a regular (laughs) plain rock made you think of me? You think I'm boring? Oh my God. I hang out by the side of the road. You say like, what are you thinking? What does that say? You think I'm ugly, cheap and boring? Like what? (laughs) Is this like cold for Christmas? Cause I'm bad. One year for Christmas, I received a shirt from my wife that was too small. And she said, this will give you motivation to get in the gym. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. It's almost funny how how evil they are. Oh my god. Rated wait, hold on. A framed photo of Wellard the dog from EastEnders. She said I reminded her of him. I don't know what that is. I think it's like an wait, do you know that? EastEnders? No. I think that's no. a like a British show or something. This man gave me roses and candles as a birthday gift days before, but on my actually actual birthday I caught him in the club with my Bales bondsman. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Some crazy stories. Anyway. That's a fun I would one. say, I'm yeah, to hear, yeah. What, what your, what your uh, listeners have got? Yeah, please gift. tell us. Please tell us. I want to hear. I think if they don't, okay. Here was, here's what I would say. I'm very vocal about my dislike for chocolate. You know that. Ooh. So if I was dating somebody and they got me chocolate, I would probably break up with them. Not because they got me chocolate because I'm very vocal about, I don't really like chocolate. And you obviously have not listened. If you can't even pay attention to that small of a detail, like that general of a detail of me, I have friends who have met me or I not met me, but I have people that have only met me a couple of times and they're like, oh yeah, you don't like chocolate. You're so weird. And I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm weird for a lot of reasons. The least of them is my dislike for chocolate. Right. (laughs) You're like, but it's memorable. But it's memorable. And so if you are dating me and you can't remember that I don't like chocolate, then that would, I would probably say that just says a lot more about the relationship. Right. We went through a lot of stuff today. We did. We covered a lot. And you know what? It was just like, as I was remembering things, those things weren't even on our list. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah. But there was a lot that kind of happened. So, and then, you know, I had to share about Q, my munchkin. I know, baby Q. I did cry yesterday, you know, Mm. at home. But you got his ashes? I have his ashes. And and one of the reasons I say 
I really feel like he had his paws into all of this because we weren't looking for a dog and everything. But also the day that I had set up to pick up Daisy, the people who had cremated him called us that his ashes were ready to pick up the same day. And so I had them both in the car. We were having a conversation. I was introducing them. Um, And I, yeah, I just really feel like Q was like, mom, you need. He was a part of it. Yeah, he was a totally a part of it. So we are so happy to have Daisy in our family. Hey, they listened to me. I yelled at them one time. And they never came back. Nope. Look at this one. He's he's come back three times. now. Let's see if I can get them. Let's see if I can show show them here. Oh, my God. So cute. She really does look like a uh, Cocker Spaniel. Like, really. She really has Cocker. That's why I told Antonio. I'm like, she for sure has, like, the Cocker Spaniel ears, like the King Charles Spaniel, whatever. The ears and the tail. She has those for sure. And even the face. And then, obviously, the rest of her hair is very poodle. Yeah. Already set her first grooming appointment because I don't want her to be afraid of the groomers. I want her to get to know them. I want. Yeah. So she'll be going to the groomer soon. So we'll see how she looks after that. Because <laughs> I don't think the lady ever year. took her to the groomers. No, I think because you showed me and I was like, her haircut looks like she just got her yeah. hair chopped like with a scissor. Yes. But uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. Well, Aww. Mijente, thank you so much for like going through this. I know this was a little mm-hmm. bit longer than normal. I know the last couple, but you know what? Sometimes we just got we a lot fun. to talk about. We having exactly. fun. Exactly. Uh, and I would love to hear people like the Reddit stuff. And Yes. And let us know. Give us the feedback. Also, December, we'll be revisiting some older episodes. So we'll be revisiting the LA event, the Dallas event. One other one, I'm still debating on what that one is. And then we'll have our last one together, our last one of the year, just a year in review. So crazy. I appreciate, Mijente, please, if you know people who would enjoy the podcast, please share, please subscribe, please follow us on social media, on TikTok and Instagram. And I have TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of the things. And if you want to be a guest, don't be afraid. We have a good time here. You don't, yes. and you don't have to drink <laughs> wine if you don't want to. The only person who has to drink wine is Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where's your wine today? Yeah, she's the only person who's required to to drink wine with me. <laughs> Ever, nobody else is. You don't have to drink wine. I've, plenty of people have drank sparkling water, water, coffee, whatever. You know, next year I want to be able to try some stuff in regards to some non-alcoholic versions as well. So I can tell you what I think. If they compare, like, would I drink this, you know, outside Ooh, of Oh, that's of fun. That. So there's actually a really good one. I liked it called Toast, T-O-S-T. They have in a few places. I know they have it in... um. Bevmo, I think it's called, but it's really nice because it has like a sweet taste and it is a little bit uh, bubbly. So that's a good one. Maybe Martinelli's anyway. sparkling apple cider. <laughs> Ooh, that's look. That's always an option, guys. I don't judge. Seriously, I don't judge. I judge you on the person you are, not on what you drink. 
you're, I thought you're gonna be like, I'll judge you if something something, and I was like, oh no, if you're an asshole, I judge you. You're not cool. <laughs> love it well thank you i had so much fun again always as always ellie thank you so much and until next time mi gente saludos bye thank you for listening to this episode of the wine and chisme podcast for more information on today's guest please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels you can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media, at the Wine and Chisme on Instagram, and at the Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, subscribe rate and review five star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more until next time saludos